When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The season finale, talk or go home, Nick Wilson here with Clint Thompson, David Murphy, and a gentleman who has been featured briefly on the podcast several twice. Several times. Several well, times. Yes, but he just didn't know it. But who's <laughs> actually, he's actually here now. He's actually in the studio. Uh, the man, the myth, Paul Hawk. Welcome in, dude. Good to be here, Nick. Good to be here. Always good to be with you, buddy. Always. So... <laughs> I, there's, there's a hint the, of sarcasm in that statement. Yeah, there, 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 there seemed to be a little bit of sarcasm in that statement. Uh, you're not, you're not being sarcastic, are you? No, not at all, not at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for somehow or another, me and you, I feel like we are kind of glued to the hip, and yeah. have been that way for quite some time. Yeah, you've called me four times today, and I work about fifty <laughs> yards from you. I was gonna say, aren't you on the same building? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's know, a hard man to find sometimes, isn't he? You never know where he's. Well, he be. no, he knows where I'm at. He just doesn't want to walk down the hallway and come visit me. Oh well. Now I will I say to go to bat for you, Paul. I will say this: he did come and visit me eighth period today, which is the first time he's ever done that. In eighth period, or in eighth period. In general? Oh, okay. No, he comes and visit visits me in general, but never in eighth period, which is his off period. Ah. Uh, yeah, he never comes and visits me when he's got free. He just time. leaves his class unattended to come visit. You. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I do that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do that. I have somebody watching my class when I do that. Per school rules. <laughs> you almost spit your water up. And you don't yeah. have a coffee pot in your room. I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, because he would always come to your room, right? Yeah. And, and and then there was that day there was that day he started the coffee pot and he didn't put the yeah, cup underneath. The <laughs> and then, so coffee spills out everywhere. Yeah, and we had then, a mess and, that day. And then, and then and po- I had to clean it all up. No, 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 hold on. How, how did, who cleaned it up? You didn't clean nothing up. <laughs> <laughs> he even knows it. He knew Coach it. Murphy cleaned it up. Yeah. Yes. You stayed there and talked to me. Yeah, I did. At least so I got it cleaned up. At least he's admitting yeah. that he didn't that he didn't uh clean it up. Well he tried to say that he did. So we're we're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. How was the bus route there, Murph? Uh it was an interesting day, and I didn't know if I was gonna make it. Any okay. more any more bus stories? Well, I I had well, I had somebody get on the bus to say that didn't ride my bus. <laughs> They're not a regular rider. And how old? Well, there's right. some, just somebody got on. Since it's real recent, somebody right. just got on. One's supposed to be on there. And they got off the bus with some other people. And I noticed I had to holler at them tell them to get back on the bus. I had to bring them back to the school. Well, that's what happened today. Wow. School protocols. <laughs> didn't, yeah, have, school. didn't have a note. Didn't have a note. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. I didn't even know it was on there. But I'm not even supposed to be here either. No more I beer cans? I just stumbled in. No. <laughs> okay. I'm not even supposed to be here on this podcast. I just stumbled in. I don't even... You, but we're you, glad to have you. You were supposed to. He, well, that's not entirely. I mean, you. Yeah, you were supposed to be here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take your azo today? Um, three times. <laughs> red, orange, it's red, yeah. red, reddish, reddish, reddish. Yeah. reddish. I'm glad we got that worked out. Yeah. So you know, Paul's never listened to an episode of this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Have y'all you know, not? Did y'all know that? I haven't. 
Do you not know how to, or just? Uh, well, I, I didn't. You know, the director of this operation has never really informed me of the details. And today, I had uh, Coach Murphy show me what I need to do to okay. get there. So anyway, so that's why I'm logged in now. And so and the I'm, two oldest people in this room had to figure out how to put yes. a podcast on Paul's phone. Yes, and they did it. That's yeah, a absolutely. podcast in itself. Yeah, it is. It was great. That'd be great. I sat here and watched it. I didn't say a word. You go over here and you hit this button, and you go over here and you type it in and push this yeah. button. So, did you know that Paul Hawk's the most interesting man in the world? Did he you, he is he is one. Yes. So, you know, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw out a quick review of his life story and <laughs> and look at his facial expression. I wish y'all could see it. You might one day, but. Okay, so he grew up in small-town Alabama like us. Yeah. A bigger town than us, but still small-town Alabama. Went to a decent-sized high hold on, school. Hold on, hold on, What What constitutes, or constitutes, constitutes, what constitutes a small town? It depends on who you ask. Okay. According to most America, pop, by population, a small town's anything under, you know, 20,000 people. All of Alabama outside of Birmingham, Mobile, and... Montgomery and Huntsville are small town Alabama. Then, yeah, I don't think Gadsden's got twenty thousand people. No, I think Gadsden's got a, got over twenty. But anyway, he grew up in Gadsden. Okay, at the time it was a lot smaller than it is now. But uh, but yeah, you played football over there, and then you went into the military, got out of the Marine Corps, you went all over the world. He's got some good stories about hanging out with some Royal Marines and French Foreign Legion uh, on Sardinia. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, went to JSU, Jacksonville State University in Jacksonville, Alabama, played on the 1992 National Championship baseball team for legendary baseball coach Rudy Abbott, then became a police officer in the area. He was a SWAT guy. and oh, then, I can see that. And then got into education yes. and, and, and coaching high school ball. And, and he's been, you know – You've been around this, the northern part of the state of Alabama. Am I right? Did I get anything wrong? No. You and he's got about six, seven, eight, twelve kids. How many kids you got? No, I only, <laughs> I only have two. I have two, and then I have stepchildren. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, well, you got in all total. There's a blend of about five. <laughs> but uh, they're all grown. So, I only have one at home with us. Yeah, Zane. And, yeah, Zane, and he goes to school to Southside. Well, but, no, you got – technically, you've got two Zanes. you got Big Zane and Little Zane. He's got two Zanes. That's true. That <laughs> He's is got true. Two, two children that are not his, that are stepchildren of his. One's actually a former stepchild, right? Yes. And they're but, both named Zane? But they're both named Zane. How, <laughs> how do you distinguish, like, if you want one, not the other, how do you Big distinguish – Big Zane, Little Zane. Really? What's funny about that, Little Zane's a lot bigger than Big Zane, but – by age, yeah, we did it by age. Coach okay. Big Zane graduated a while back, and then Little Zane's a senior this year at Southside. So, okay, you know, my nest was empty for a while, and then I remarried, and then now her nest is about to be empty. So we're about to be empty nesters pretty soon, anyway. For the third time, yeah, kind of, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're we're glad to have you here, man. Absolutely, we've been yeah, I mean, we've been trying to get you on for quite some time. I know, I know, and I'm I'm glad you finally did, and I'm glad to be here. And uh, I was gonna lose yeah, it I'm, if he said I'm I'm glad you finally invited me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but uh, I've never done anything like this, so it's all new for me. Did you yeah. name him Zane? No, no, no. 
I did not say, name them Zane. No, if every dad had his had his way, it would be kid one and kid two. I just wonder if you name both of them. Well, they're both his step kids. They are. So they're not they his are. biological. You've only got Thomas two and Braden. And Braden. Those are your biological. I was just biological. thinking about Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. I was thinking of like, Hi, I'm Paul. This is my son Zane and my other my son Zane. Zane. <laughs> Not everybody's going to get that. That is great, though. Well, so tell. I mean, I don't know where do we start with Paul here. I don't know. You I know? feel like we're not talking to Coach Murphy enough. Well, either. that's true. Well, he. But I mean, we've talked to him a lot. Wow. I, we need. We need. Wow. <laughs> He's basically a co-host at this point. Yeah, you're, you're right. He, he, he's basically a co-host at this point. So, Coach Hawk, <laughs> Paul, I'm going to call you Paul. Tell us, you know, growing up, you like we've said, we've laid out your life. You, you, and by the way, he visits hospice patients. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I forgot about. I forgot about that. Oh, so the fact that you're laughing at that makes well, you a cold, dark individual. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. No, gosh, no. I'm laughing at a story that I, for legal reasons, I can't tell, but when we get off air, I, I can't wait to tell it. Oh, we have too many of those. I'm pretty sure Ooh. our dozens and dozens of listeners are, like, really, really mad about that. Well, in all seriousness, it does have to do with the health of somebody that okay. has not consented to us talking about them on – so we can't. We can't talk – I mean, we could, but – well, let it be known know today that, that if anything goes on with Clint and Clint gets hit by a bus tomorrow, by gosh, talk about Clint's health the entire okay. time, okay? How rotund and gray-haired I am, okay? Okay. Yeah, you are rotund and gray-headed. Ro- ro- rotund and gray-headed. Rotund. Uh, but And I hate you, Nick Wilson. Yes. <laughs> so, last week we talked about travel stories. I I feel like we've got to talk about, we, we've got to expand on that a little bit. Because we've got a guy who's literally traveled the world. Right. You've been to Guam. Where else, mm-hmm. Paul, have you been? Guam, been, Europe. Yeah, Middle East. Where in the Middle East have uh, you been? Israel. Oh, you've been to Israel? Yes. And, uh, you know, trained all over there and cross-trained with all the different people. And, you know, and then What is Kenyan, the communication Saipan, barrier like Philippines, there? Hawaii. Yeah, because the Marine Corps sends you literally all around the world. So. Right. What's, what was it like talking to people in, in Israel? Well, obviously, obviously, Israel was unique because you, Israel was real unique because, like, you really – I got to visit the Holy Lands and <laughs> as a Marine training, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, and, and at that time, you really got to understand that the Palestinians and the Israelis – we're in a very hostile type hatred type situation, and still are, and 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 still are. Yeah. But but uh, so you know, it, it was real unique to kind of see that because you firsthand because you really you didn't really understand that when you were in Israel, like you would go into markets places and and there would be Palestinians running it just as many as there were Israelis, and you know you kindly. You, you kind of get your attention. You you hear them talking. Uh, you know the bottom line on that type of situation is you know the American situation. We're always siding with Israel because you know at the end of World War Two, yeah. as you know, we made Israel its own state. The and Zionist movement. And the Palestinians haven't felt like that was 
their rightful home place right. since. So right. that's where all that comes from. But long story short, you get to visit the Holy Lands and go where Jesus was and all that. So it's real, you know, uh, serene you know, feeling to yeah. be where Jesus was and to get to see those places. And that was probably the coolest part about being there, you know. Um, and then the Israeli military, you know, back then in, in our military, you know, the, the females and the males were never around each other, especially in combat MOSs. And now that's changed. Well, back then, the Israeli military, you know, they walked the streets to be male and female. As you know, all Israeli citizens have to do two years in the military. Mm -hmm. So they were carrying their weapons, and they were like one in the same, you know. And I, that was the first thing that I noticed is, God, you know, they got, <laughs> I mean, gosh, they got, they got men and women, you know, literally, I guess, fighting together on the battlefield, you know. And that was Something we never did or saw. So, anyway, that was my unique part well, about that. What, what about going back to what I mentioned earlier, which you've told me a little bit about this story. When you had to train with the Royal Marines, y'all did a training exercise in the Mediterranean with the Royal Marines and the French Foreign Legion. On Sar It was on Sardinia, right? The island right. of Sardinia, which is in the middle of the Mediterranean? Yes. What was that like? Hold on. Did you make fun of their big fuzzy hats? I don't, I don't mm. think they had those in the... Oh. In the battlefield. Oh, that's the Queen's Guard. Never mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> the beefeaters. Yeah. I didn't really understand this, but but the British Royal Marines, like, there was no age limit. Like, wow. as far as putting you out. Like, if you were in the British Royal Marines and, you know, he might be, one of them guys might be in his 40s, and it's like a lifetime contract, you know, once you're in there, you can stay as long as you want to, as long as you can keep up. You know, that was pretty amazing to yeah. me because Marine Corps was a fast-paced, fast-acting, you know, 100%. You got to be – I mean – be not to, Yeah, not to get on the sidekick, but I had a staff sergeant that was – very good Marine. He was 14 years, but he was staff sergeant, and they cut you off. You know, if you don't make that gunnery sergeant by year 14, and they can put you out, and they put him out. And I just remember how sad he was. You know, that type thing in our military, and then at back then, but then the British Royal Marines, you know, as long as you could complete your training mm. yearly, that you know, they kept you. You know, when I was thinking, man, that guy was 45 years old. That was one of the neatest things. I was like, man, he's double my age and then some. I was about to say, because you were, what, 19 at the time? Yeah, 19, 20. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that because I actually just watched a YouTube video where there was a guy in the United States Army, and he had gotten out and then gotten back in and gotten out, and he was wanting to get in a third time um, because his son was getting ready to, to go through the Marine Corps, and they said he had to go through boot camp. So there's this whole YouTube feature that was following him through how he went through boot camp and everything at 59 can you imagine going through marine boot camp at 59 there's no way no I'm just going by what i saw on wow. youtube no it's on wow. the internet it's got to be true right because when i was there there was a guy that was 34 you know you couldn't get in i mean 34 is probably the last age that yeah. they would like he never made it out of the first month mm. I and mean, he was sitting on his locker every day and he was just they was just waiting to send him to transit so they could process him out, you know. 
Yeah. So, I mean, 59. Yeah, it's, a young, it's a young man's game for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's strange, but I guess it's possible, you know, if he's in tip-top shape. I don't know how long he could withstand that type of life, but if he was in tip-top shape when he went, right. he might make it a little while. I don't yeah. Know, I don't, What's the most amazing thing you saw on active duty? Whew, that's a that you can say on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the most amazing thing I saw on active duty. Well, I mean, when you say that, there was. It, it, I don't know if this fits what you're asking. Okay, but. There was a Marine who was first sergeant. He was the first sergeant. He was my first sergeant. And his his name was Justice Paul Brown. And he was uh, uh, in Vietnam. And he came back from Vietnam and was a drill instructor at Paris Island. And anyway... As the story went, he he uh, was put in the brig over a training accusation that a recruit made. The brig is in, as in, the is jail, in basically, as in basically marine in jail, jail. jail. Yeah. Okay, so they discharged him from the Marine Corps dishonorably. Maybe, maybe bad conduct. Maybe a general. I don't know of the three, but he was discharged. So he goes back to America's Georgia, and a year later, the Marine Corps finds him innocent and send him papers to come back. He comes back in at the rank which he left, which was a sergeant with a year and a half worth of full pay that he wasn't getting while he was at home. So he was found innocent. Comes back to the Marine Corps, and X amount of years later, he's my first sergeant. Well, you got to understand that there's only so many sergeant majors in the Marine Corps. So he goes on and he makes sergeant major, and then he becomes the sergeant major, which is like probably the top three sergeant major jobs of the Marine Corps of Paris Island. Wow. And then he got discharged after that. So he ended up with like 33 years. Oh, 33 years enlisted in the Marine Corps. Yes, and he was the That's best ridiculous. he was the best Marine I ever saw. Like the most squared away, the mo he could get like like the people in my unit said he could get a check from Camp Pendleton, California to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina in eight hours to get you paid. Like he could do things as far as taking care of the company and take care of the men that nobody else could. And let me tell you how I found that out. Long after he had left and long after I got out of the Marine Corps, I called him one day, about eight or nine years after. And he told me at that time he was Sergeant Major Marine Corps stationed at Paris Island waiting to get out. And then, you know, he got discharged and I later checked and he moved back to America and retired but that was kind of the most amazing story that I see and heard you know but that's how much he loved his country and he loved being a Marine you know what I mean and and he was he was just that good you know I mean he really was so anyway that when you said that that's probably the most amazing thing I saw just how he operated 
on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, when he came to inspect you, he expected you to be sharp, you know, when we were to a T, like you're we supposed to be. the garrison. And then when you were in the field, like, one of my buddies was a real good machine gunner, but he didn't. He was real good in the field. But when he came out of the field, that uniform wasn't spit and shine. Man, he he lit him up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He said, you one of the best Marines in this company, but you got to do it both places. And that's just, I mean, I'm just using that as an example, but I vividly remember that about him. So, anyway. What was his name? Do you remember his name? Ju- Justice Paul Brown. That's right. I'll, never, I'll never forget him as long as I'm alive. Ju- the first name, Justice. Yes. Justice Paul Brown. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. a, a lot of people that listen to this podcast may or may not know that you are the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach here at the high school. Um, how much of your military background do you think you incorporate into your coaching? Well, I mean. Like, I'm sure you had a drill sergeant, you know, Hawk, get down there and, and run your butt through the mud as fast as you can, as hard as you I mean, there's a lot of that translates over to the O-line. I mean, you're pushing the sled, pushing the dummies around, things like that. Like, how much of that do you think really affects? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I, I really think I really think the O-line correlates with the military in the sense that you got a job to do, you got to be there every day. And you know how the prima donnas of the world and the skilled positions of yeah, the world. Yeah, like the quarterback. And you know – those guys, you know, get all the glory. They, yeah, and they don't, and they don't bring the lunch pail per se, right. To work every day like the linemen do, and you know, and the and the linemen, the linemen, um, you know, they, they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, uh, they bring it every day, and and, Murphy's and, and, leg and, got I, and I like, I like that aspect. I like that aspect of working them every day. Sort of like the drill instructors, sure. and, the, and then do you in the military? Because you know, there's no glory in it. It's just doing your job. I'm, I'm hoping Coach Murphy will be all right in a minute. He's maybe okay. He's, he's got a bad right? cramp yeah. right yeah. now, but but uh, but anyway, yes. And and into that, that's I, I definitely think that that plays in sure. to the part. So you you and your wife, lovely wife Dunna. Yes. As you call her. Her name's Donna. He calls her Dunna. Yeah. So y'all been married. We all know where Dunna came from, but anyway. Four, five years? Five years? Five years? Five years. Five years. You've been married five years. Yeah. So it's, you know, everybody knows. We we have to talk about it. It's Christmas time. Right. Okay. I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm just going to agree with you. Right. And I can't believe you hadn't brought up my football team from high school. You know, the one thing I guess he wants me to. The right. one thing that I thought you would bring up. The fact that you're a state championship football yeah, and, player. And, and the guys I played with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell them who you played with. Well, I mean I can't remember. They were so, fam- they were famous. So we were five A, you know, back then there was only six and we were This is five, in the state of Alabama. In the state of Alabama, we were five A and, and uh, What school is this now? Emma Sansom okay. High School. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna remember some of these players. Yes, and we we won the state championship my senior year. We had twenty two seniors and we went fifteen and oh. In my junior year we went fourteen and one and lost. But state I championship like, game? Yes. Now, this and is gonna played, be Larry Rose and that and bunch. Gene right? Jelks yeah, okay. and, and and those guys 
Right. And Freddie Wagen <laughs> that played it all, all on the same team. Yeah. And, you know, people don't understand this, but I love telling this story. Back then, you didn't have all these different All-American teams, but you had one that was nationwide known, mm-hmm. and it was a magazine. Mm-hmm. And it was Parade All-American. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And two of those guys, and they were 25 of them in the country. And two of them were on your team. Two of them were on my team. Wow. And one of them was Larry Rose. He made Parade All-American. The other one was Freddie Wagan. Two different years. Freddie graduated a year ahead of us. And that he was on the team that lost in the finals. And we lost to Escambia County at Atmore down there. And they had two losses. And we had just came off beating Colbert County, who hadn't been beat at home in 16 years. Oh, my goodness. And it was in Sports Illustrated. Longest home game winning streak in 16 years. And our coaches never told us. We never knew that. We found that out. Found that that article came out after. Right. We didn't know anything about that. And that was a credit to our coaches. They didn't mention Colbert County's sure. history. This is or, Buster, right? Yeah. Buster Gross. Buster Gross. Didn't mention Colbert County's history or nothing. Well, yeah, that that way that that, na- that name on the front of their jersey don't beat you on the front side. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and when we got off the bus and we were walking down their field, we looked at the scoreboard, and this was like a big sign. And it was like 1967 to 1984, and it had every year. State runner-up, state champion, state quarterfinalist, state runner-up, wow. state champion, state quarterfinalist, all the way – to the year to we the- were there. So I immediately looked on that sign. I looked to the buddy of mine. I said, hey, man, these dudes must be for real. <laughs> they, you know they what I'm saying? And, and not not no shade off of them, but, you know, Colbert County had a D1 running back, signed it, Ole Miss, good low, Reginald, good low. Uh, uh, this is about 85. 84. 84. And okay. then when we went to Atmore, Atmore had a running back that signed at Alabama with Jelks. It was – part of the rotation his name was murray hill yeah. people shouldn't probably remember yeah. him yeah. i mean so these teams we were playing they had, they legitimate, had players yeah. yeah they had legitimate dudes too so now, i mean now you played with your brother right one of your brothers yeah yeah he, he was you didn't two years you didn't old. play with teddy uh-uh he, you, he's seven years old but you played with patrick yes yes okay can, <laughs> can you can you tell that story about the coach getting on to patrick <laughs> Oh and yeah, then, and then getting on the me and it's funny you mentioned me and Patrick talked about this Buster Gross he's talking about, but we were in practice and we had a kicker who signed to Arkansas State. His name was Darren Dunn and Darren and Brian and Allen, the pitching coach at LSU that just got you know when they changed over this last year. I think he's at Arkansas State now, but anyway he was uh, Darren was his brother and Allen and my oldest brother played together. Darren and my middle brother played together, and then me and Brian who. Uh, uh, Played baseball at Troy, but he was a kicker too. Played together. So anyway, when Darren was our kicker, and mind you, he signed at Arkansas State when he was done. We were in practice one day. It was wet, and Coach Gross said nobody run into the kicker. Nobody run into the kicker. They was kicking uh, field goals, hmm. and my brother was on the edge, and he come running in there, and he just wiped out the kicker. Well. Coach Gross, you know, had trying to some, trying to block the ball. Yeah, trying yeah. to block the ball. And Coach Gross had some fine words for my brother, some real fine words, and got him out of there. Well, he called me in. He said, "I hope you're smarter than your brother," you know, and a few more choice words right there. <laughs> and he put me over there, saying, "Coming off that edge." 
Well, I come flying through there, and you know it's wet. It's so wet. I slipped right into the kicker, and the kicker <laughs> wiped out. And before I know it, Coach Gross was on top of me. And he, he, you know what I'm saying? He was on top of me now. Yeah. I mean, Things that can't happen today happen then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on top of me. So, needless to say, I got thrown out of scrimmage, too. So, there wasn't no more running into the kicker. But <laughs> me and my brother, we had a big laugh about that. The other and these two right here, they'll never know or understand what that was like at Murphy Stadium up there with no. Gadsden and no, Litchfield yeah. and Emma Sansom. And those I've good, those good Thursday those. night games. Yeah. There's always a good always Thursday, a Thursday night, night game. game yeah. That's they true. all play the same stuff. We go up there and watch them all the time. That's and then true. after you got finished, I mean, you had um, who was a good running back? Oscar Malone and yeah. that bunch. They're still loaded. And then Gadsden won state championship with um, DeLorenzo. That's after true. That. That's true. Now, that, that Gadsden, didn't they start off 0 and 5? Lost first five, that and then they lost the ten in a row. Year. Yeah, that was 86. I mean, yeah, they, they lost the first five, and yeah. they won ten in a row, one state championship. Yeah, yeah. You talk about guys in high? Yeah, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's just how good that football yeah. was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, it was great. It, I mean, it was, it was, and then it rolled right on into – Edwalls yeah. big years with Carnell yeah. and them engaged and having some Had real some good real wars heated battles, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so, are wars, yeah, yeah. They were so that was uh, yeah, that was fantastic yeah. football. Those years. Well, I mean, all the way up until the two thousands, whenever I was yeah, playing yeah. here, you know, you had Anthony Ash and those guys mm-hmm. over at Litchfield because I mean, and, and and I'm leading into this as well, but you know, eventually they they took those three schools, combined them mm-hmm. all, made Gadsden City. Uh, where, like, what happens when y'all have a class reunion? Y'all just Go back to Gadsden City now, or what? Well, they, they, that's what they did. They tried to do that a few years ago, and I don't know how many showed up. <laughs> right. But, but it's it's uh, mainly just something we do. We don't, you know. They, you don't associate it with the school necessarily. Y'all just yes, get together just as, get as a group. Together. Yeah, okay. as a group. Yeah. How, you, how do you, you how do you feel about them combined? Like I understand it, make one big super school and compete. You know, top level, whatever. But. Personally, I mean, how does Paul Hawk feel about, okay, my old school's not there anymore? Well, I mean, Gazin's changed a lot. You know, it, it used to have a lot more industry, and, and, and yeah. I thought, you know, I thought when they consolidated them, you know, their numbers were dropping at Litchfield and Sansom every year. So they thought it was a great way to save money just to go ahead and merge all three for the city. But I think hindsight, I think a lot more people regret that it happened now than when it first went. Now, Sansom people, mind you, were the were the you know the most against the merger. Right. They didn't want it from Jump Street because they just you know I think it was it was mainly a, a pr- more of a pride thing sure. for them. Sure. Uh, that that they just didn't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like they held out the longest, and then eventually it caved in. But you can. I've got nieces that were going to school there at that time. Right. And, you know, they just, you know, Sansom, even uh, Coach Daugherty told me that he was coaching there, and he told me, you know, the Sansom teachers that came in were real bitter. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much pride over at Emma Sansom. And a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that Emma Sansom is the only school, and it may be the only school in that county that's won state championship football, baseball, and basketball. And, at, at, and that's – you know, uh, the only school I know uh, in the city that did that, but it, yeah. it may be in the county. So it's just a just a lot of pride thing, you know. But and just think about the great rivalries that died. Obviously, the between the three schools themselves, but then you know, Gadsden and Etowah. We we talked on a little bit earlier. I'm sure you know Samson and Etowah had some battles as well. Yeah, and, as well as Litchfield too. So I mean, just 
Mm-hmm. That's happened yeah. a lot here lately. Right. Locked down with uh, Lineable and right. Clay County, too. They combine that. And you said Colbert County mm-hmm. is who y'all played. Well, that's 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 Cortland. And that's in the Cortland-Hazelwood. That's right. So what they've combined all those schools. What's the name of that high school now? Up there. They combined those now, ain't it? The Colbert sure. County's still on its own, but Hazelwood's no longer. And Do they combine Cortland, Cortland and Hazelwood? I think, I think it's, it's R.A. Hubbard, maybe. That yeah. might be. Yeah, so what that school you know, Hazel, Hazelwood holds the record for the most uh, state championships in football. Well, like Cortland was winning them, too. Hazelwood was winning yeah, it. Cortland, Cortland was winning yeah. them, too. Now Sweetwater's up there because Sweetwater, they just won their 11th state championship last week. Yeah. Yes. We got to – Paul and I got to watch that live. Absolutely, but yeah. Yeah, that's killed them. That's killed them. Like you said, the hometown rivalries and stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. Combined yeah. those two. But. You know, there's a, there's a comic book uh, out there that – and I forget, I can't remember the name of it. There's a comic book that basically don't ask me why I guess you should say graphic novel that talks about the magic like the storyline involves the good and the bad of, high, of of small town high school football in the state of Alabama like Locust Fort they're in the comic book really yeah they they play a game against the main school of the of the of the comic mm. and it's uh it's pretty interesting I had I had somebody tell me about it in their looking at making a movie or a, excuse me a tv show about it and it's going to take place in alabama oh, wow uh, and it's going to look at the good and the bad of like you know the the good side of high school small town high school football where the whole community is together right. and it's all one big and then the bad side like okay what's the head coach hiding what's what is how does the head yeah. coach make all his money you know where does he get all these players you yeah. know da, 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 paying off the refs that kind of thing uh so you know we we, we all have lived that because to an extent, the three of us are currently coaching, and and uh, Murphy has coached. We've all coached here at Asheville. Murphy coached here when Asheville was rolling, folks. Yeah, nineteen ninety two specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, he's like, I did that. I did. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and it's an amazing thing about Asheville when you think about John Gross. Oh, yeah, the, the and coaches that's come through here. Proch, and you think about uh, Bill Clark all having coached here. You at know, the same to time. Me, yeah, to me, that's, that's, that's a pretty incredible feat in and of itself. And then look what John has done at the collegiate level and Bill. Uh, Bill, you know. I mean, there was somebody just talking about Bill yesterday to me on the phone and said that, uh, <coughs> you know, look at his resume. Look what he's done. Doesn't he deserve to be at a big SEC school yeah. with what he's accomplished? You know, I mean, that's the talk already. I mean, you know, so it wouldn't surprise me. And I think, I mean, like, like a, this is the way they put it to me. He said, Look what he did. Then look, they shut him down. Then look what he did when he came back after the shutdown. He said, I mean, that right there in and of itself is an incredible feat. You know, so he ought to be looked at for some big-time schools, and I agree. Oh, 100%. No doubt. No doubt. But even then, I mean, you look at some of the other coaches. I mean, you know, my coach, Sean Sutton, I mean, he's basically mm-hmm. Rush Brooks, right-hand man. Um, and then who was the line coach at Mountain Brook now? Tony Johnson. That was here. 
Right. Tony Johnson was the offensive coordinator here, and now he's the offensive line coach at Mountain Brook. Yeah, I mean, and Mountain Brook's rolling like they yeah. are. So yeah. it's it's crazy. You start looking at that lineage and where it where it all comes back to. And I mean, it's little old Asheville, Alabama. So pretty neat. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. yeah, you're mostly a defensive coach, correct? M- me? Yes. I've done both. Oh, okay. Yeah, mostly you were on both defense. Sides. When I the when I before I got out of coaching, yeah, mostly defense. Okay. Yeah, I, I I regret that I didn't have the opportunity to play for you. Me I had, too. That's really regretful. <laughs> <laughs> I may have drove you to a game somewhere. Who who was your head coach? Sutton. Here? Okay. See, I was two thousand. I only played two thousand two thousand one. So I only played my junior and senior year. Okay, y'all went to the playoffs though. The second, yes, yeah, so two thousand one. Yeah, I just hate it. You talking about being successful and everything? It was great. It was a lot of fun. But I just hate it for the. The kids. It's been gone in so many years that we yeah. hadn't gone to the playoffs and hadn't got to, you know, get on that charter bus and head out to the second round or third round or something. Yep. You know, have that experience. I know y'all charter bus and go to games and stuff, but it's just it's we just we we did that one time. <laughs> we did it one time because it was across the state. Because when we went to the semifinals, you know, we left on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, we left on Wednesday and stayed gone for three days and just we went to play Elba in that semifinal game. I was just thinking about this when we started talking. Before we started, about we drove from Enterprise all the way to Elba, and you know, I bet we went through ten traffic lights and never slowed down. Yeah, you know that's just good to have those experiences. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Police escort all the way. Around. And see, that's like it's funny. It's funny you say that. That's the one thing that I miss about working in college football was, I don't. I'm not gonna say I miss that the most, but that's that's one of those things. Like when we hop on the bus because Paul drives for us, you know. We have a police escort, but it's one car. Yeah, and he really didn't. Oh yeah, when we he really he goes know the what he's shortest doing. way, like he doesn't go the most direct. Because <laughs> you and I have had this conversation a ton of times. Like we're going through some back roads, we're running into tree limbs because they haven't cut them back. It's like I don't think there's a bus supposed to be going down this road, but here we are because yeah. we saved three minutes. But oh, yeah, it's a lot different when you got ten police cars and two motorcycle yeah. cops. Yeah, yeah, you never slow down. It's it's you know? it's con- yeah, it's constant. Man. That's, that's pretty impressive. That's awesome. You know, I just hate the kids don't. They, they need that experience. Oh, right? no doubt. No doubt. And, if and you know, I think if Asheville ever – if we ever go back to the playoffs, I think we will have we we that experience. It's it's one of those things where you're right, every, every player should get that experience. I remember going to the basketball regionals at Jacksonville when I was in high school here and being on that bus – and getting escorted out of town, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you know, like you were saying with the ten car or whatever. But it was a, uh, it was it was it was definitely a good time. It was definitely a good. Oh time. yeah, it's a great time. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, but Coach Hawk, your Paul, your your wife Dunna, uh-huh. old Dunna. Uh, you know it's Christmas time, and Clint doesn't want to talk about this because Clint doesn't like talking about Christmas. Not a Christmas fan. He's not. He's, you, and I can, especially I, Christmas I feel music. it more this year than I think I have any other year. I don't know if it's pandemic or what. I'm just I'm not in the mood for any of this crap. You're this just year. a curmudgeon. I am. Even you more don't so. like Christmas music. Nope. You don't like Christmas shopping. Nope. You don't like Christmas get-togethers. Mm-mm. Even though we're having one. <laughs> and 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 I just learned. Well, I did not so much. I just learned. I just realized that I've got one prior to the one we got that you and I are going to have. That same day, yeah, same oh, day. That, 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 so that it's sucks. gonna be awesome. I'm gonna be so Christmas out. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Bah humbug. <laughs> uh, so my my point is is there are some great photographs on social media of you and your wife <laughs> d- dressed up for Halloween. 
because y'all go all out for Halloween. And there's some great costumes that I've seen you in, man. Who'd you go as this year? Rocky. Yeah. Last year was Tiger King, right? No, Joe Dirt. <laughs> the year before was Tiger King. No, I was never Tiger King. I was just uh, Joe Dirt. Oh, okay. So I <laughs> thought it was. You could tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell the difference. Yeah. It was so tell. white trash, you couldn't tell the I difference. Did. I thought it was Tiger yeah. King. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Dang. I, my apologies. I get. The, I got the two confused. Yeah. So how how into Christmas are are you and your wife? Do y'all like do the whole? I can imagine Donna like knowing Donna. She gets so into it. She's it's she shops till she drops. She's got the house decorated beyond uh, most time. Yes. yes yeah. That's yes, what I thought. Yes, and that's that's what I thought. true. But, now, but last year y'all had to wear matching pajamas. Yeah. Right? That's gonna yeah. be on that's wow. every year thing. There. That's every year. You can see on my facial expression that I'm all about love. Loving them pajamas and that old nine, and that photo shoot and all that. We yeah, got them too. We got them too. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's tough. That's tough. It's you wear matching pajamas. Yeah, we got them. Yeah. That's the, the American family. Hold right on. There. Hold yeah. on. Do they have the trap door? Please tell me they have the trap door. Uh, yeah, I guess they do. Oh, okay. The back door or the front door? Uh, both, probably. I don't know. I guess if, if I had to, I could get a back door. Runs in the back all the way around. I know there's a front one. I think. <laughs> yeah. A zipper. It's a zipper. It's a yeah. the back hey. door. You know that was <laughs> that was years ago. They always had that, right? Yeah, yeah they did. But yeah. can you? How do the you use button. that? Though? <laughs> well, it's because you had to go to the outhouse, and you but had, and it was still, just a big onesie. I would have to get a new pair every time. <laughs> how, you, it's the buttons, though. You yeah, know, but you, still, and you flap, you, it's not like big a bad enough. offensive lineman. You flap down. Crap his it's drawers. not big because my grandfather. It just reminded me he had those one piece. Yeah. And it had the trap door Long in, the, in the back. Yeah, yeah, it was one piece, and and I think I got some of those from him. And and I never understood. I, I wouldn't have been able to use. There was no way I could use that. Yeah, I would have to just have you five, six, just, seven. Pairs. You can't just flap down. And no, just I would not be. I'm not. I couldn't do flap it. Flap down, baby. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a mess. I had to get your butt on down there like an old lineman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Speaking of now, old lineman, y'all never did let me tell you about what oh, Coach Farmer said. Y'all never did let me tell you about what he Coach Farmer said. He don't want to talk about Christmas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Coach, Coach Farmer Oh, yeah, said, and Coach Farmer came through. You know, me and Larry Rose, yeah. we graduated together, and we was good friends all the way through school. And, and, of course, he went to Alabama and started. Well, he was Coach Farmer's line coach. And Coach Farmer said he's the best old line coach he ever saw. And a lot of truth to that. Well, you know, I got to coach with him in 03, and then I coached with him two years at Southside, me and Larry did the O-line. So there's a lot of truth to that, and I just wanted to share that with Clint because Clint's O-line, and you are too, Nick. But but a lot of everything we do, you know, comes right down that line. So See, my goal is to be like you, and his goal is to be like Larry Rose. That works. I don't even yeah. know who Larry Rhodes is. Are you, wait, what? Really? I don't. No. Really? He was the first true freshman yeah. that ever started in the history of Alabama football. And they had a good offensive line then, yes, too. Yes, they did. They did. And, you Condon know, and yeah, he's, yeah. Rose and big – what was the big The tackle? big neighbors from – King, Huntsville, Joe West King, neighbors. King was on yeah, there. Yeah, Joe King, King yeah. from. And then uh, they had some pretty good running backs behind them. Yeah, they did. Too. They did too, because Bobby Humphreys, Bobby and Gene Jelson, yeah. Murray Hill, and a couple more. Yeah, they pretty you know, good. And they, yeah, they was pretty there was good. a lot of talent. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's one thing uh, out of the the whole coaching thing that I wish I knew more were like some of these coaches. Like y'all, y'all seem to know a ton of coaches. I'm just like, I don't know who that guy is from well, Timbuktu. Well, a lot of time, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. You know, there's nothing like, and I'm terrible with names as it is anyway. So there's nothing like the coaching fraternity. It is a fraternity. When people say it's a fraternity, it is a fraternity. It really is. It, it really, really is because you know we, Paul and I went down two and a half days to the Super 7, which is the Alabama State Championship Games, high school championship games. And this year it was in Birmingham. It rotates on a three-year basis between Auburn, Alabama, and Birmingham. This year it was in Birmingham at the new stadium. And, you know, like, for instance, you know, yesterday Shay and I were at Jefferson's and we saw Alan Beckett, who's the head coach at Cedar Bluff. So I really – I've talked to him before, but I really didn't get to meet him until last week at the Super 7. And – you know, he came up to, to, to me and talked to me like he's known me my whole life. You know, and we were talking ball and we're talking classifications, you know, because we've got that reclass coming up. And there's nothing else like that. There, there, there isn't. There, at least in my experience, and I've only been on this earth for 26 years, so I haven't lived a whole lot of life yet. But in my experience, there's not anything else like that. You know, and the relationship, you know, we've got with Logan – you know, I met Logan at the Super 7 three years ago, mm-hmm. and now he works right down the road from us, and, you know, we, we went and hung out, and we do all kinds of stuff, and, you know, and then, you know, you got to think about the relationship that we've got as a staff. You know, I think this is one of the best staffs, uh, or at least groups of people that I've worked with in my life, because we all seem to get along, and we all are real close and that kind of thing. So it is kind of a it's it, it's a fraternal it's a fraternal order. brotherhood. Yeah, yeah it, for it, sure. I don't know, you know, you you kind of were coaching at a different time period when none of us were, you know, was was it that way then? Yeah, I miss that's what I miss, the people. Yeah. So much that I coach with, but see the coaches, they're the only ones that really know how difficult it is. You know, what you go through. And that's why I try to never, even though I'm not coaching, I try to never say a negative because you're the only ones that know how hard it is and how much work it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's very true. Especially at a very, small school. Very true. Very true. Yeah, it's – it's. Well, you just don't know how difficult until you've done it, you know. Yeah, it's – so it's – you know, because you've got to – grind for sure. You've got to yeah. balance out so many different things. Especially at a small school, you're everything. You do everything. You're yep. field maintenance. You're the plumber. Yep. Bus driver. Equipment. Yeah, bus you driver. don't – yeah. yeah, exactly. You, got, you do it all. I mean, you've got 15 jobs and getting paid for one. And not nearly enough. Or for, sometimes for you don't get paid, paid at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's one. I of get the, paid in a t- in a tire. <laughs> one of the one of the favorite, my favorite things to do, is paint the field, because usually I'm painting the field with them. You know, and it's and it there's no kids around, so we can have. Obviously, I like being all around the, the kids. I like being around the kids. Don't get me wrong, but w- when the kids aren't around, you can have those. Those conversations. You'd have that, a different kind of fun. Exactly. You can have a different kind of conversation that makes that makes the the whole deal fun. You know, you talk about. I mean, you've told us a million stories about you and that probe staff and and those staffs that you were on going to those clinics and mm-hmm. and the stuff that y'all get into and and going and hanging out. You know, uh, on your off day during the week or whatever that kind of thing and. You know, there's just there's just something to that, and it's uh, like you said. I think you hit the nail on the head. There's something about the respect between people that know what you go through, because you don't really know what it's like until you do it, and it's so hard. Well, and and you know, 
I'm 20 years removed from playing football, and football now is completely different than what football was even 20 years ago. And I can imagine, you know, you played in 84, you know, graduated in 84, how different it is from, from 84 to 2000, from 2000 to, you know, the 2020s now. But, like, that's one thing. Like, I didn't understand or I didn't realize how much from a coaching staff went into football because as a player, you show up, you work out, you do your, you do your job, you, you do, do your what practices, the coach tells you, and you go home. Yeah. You don't realize it. the coaches are still there doing this and doing that. And They're coming in on Sundays. Coming in on Sunday and staying six, seven, eight hours long to make sure the game plan is as best it can be. You don't realize that that field, you know, that field just didn't get ready. You know, that, right. those pads didn't just appear. You know, that, we, we those started jerseys practice, didn't just get washed. We started practice first of August. Mm-hmm. Well, how, I mean, there's all the summer workouts on the front side, and it's not just showing up and working out. There's coaching stuff that's going on in there, too, trying to plan, hey, is this guy going to be – you think this guy's the best fit at this position? What do you think? Do we need to run this front or that front? Or, you know, what do we think about moving this player from here to there and doing this instead? And I mean, there's a lot of that that goes on on the front side, too. So, you know, in a sense, now we're in a lull right now. You know, we didn't make the playoffs, unfortunately. And, you know, right now it's technically our offseason. Yeah, we're still lifting, but there's not a whole lot of football going on right now. So this is kind of our offseason, but – for the most part, nowadays football is a year-round thing. You know, it's be, and yeah. even in Just, even when I was in school, you know, it was at best a half a year thing. It was a six-month ordeal. Well, it's become so because the competition level has been raised, right? So you've got to meet that competition level, you know. And it's it's fun. We have a good time. We joke. We 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 grind and we grind and we grind. You can tell just by looking in his face. You know, we grind. <laughs> <laughs> it's long days. It long is. Days. Long That's days. long painting the field. That's long night too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, That's thank, late. That's thank late goodness. You know, we've got we've got a guy, Sean Carter. He he's done it so much, and uh, I, I've I've done the Bulldog logo so much. It's like we all kind of have our thing. Paul does the numbers. Clint, Jim, and Sean do the lines. I do the logo and. You know, when the others are there, they kind of help out wherever. Well, when it also helps when you get a bunch of people to attack it and get it done. Yeah, you're done. Boom. Yeah, you're that that seldom ever happens, though. Well, I mean, it doesn't. But you know, that that was one of the things I wanted to make sure whenever I come on board. Like, I know that I'm a I'm an outside school worker and a volunteer, but I wanted to make myself available to do anything that needed to be done. And I and I went up to to Jim and Sean immediately and said, "Look, I know you guys paint the field. When you do it, let me know. I'm glad to hear. I'm, I I'd be glad to be here." So, you know, cutting grass is if, – if, you know, I've had to cut a little bit of grass, not a lot, but, you know, if I needed to cut grass, I was willing to cut grass. Just whatever needed to be done, I was willing to let's, help. Let's go around the table real quick before we get to our recommendations. And let's, if, well, if hold on. You, we can't get to recommendations. Paul Hawk's got to finish his daggum Christmas story. Yeah, Christmas. Somehow or another, we got off topic on that because he didn't want to talk about What Christmas story? What Christmas I don't story know. We are talking about pajamas, and then you were going to say something else. Were we done? Oh, I, I Well, guess. what is this? Oh, I don't know. Oh. So, uh, well, I know what it is. Well, I was going to go down that, but see, we well, then we went down. Never mind. So, Rabbit what's, holes. what's what's your favorite? And I know these two have some stories, which we do as well, but we hadn't been doing this as long as they have. Right. What's your favorite story from when you were coaching? Whoever wants to start first. What do you around. What do you mean? Like to kind of define what you're talking about. Like, it could be a story moment. about a kid, favorite moment, whatever. It can be it can be funny, whatever. Because I, I think I've got one. Hmm. But I don't know. It depends on what y'all. Because I've I've shared a lot of it with. Well, I mean, it's not really a coaching moment, but that one where we were doing the the senior day thing and I caught that pass was pretty funny. Okay, I got so there's pants, video footage. There's of video that. footage of okay, that. Okay, explain that real quick. 
So senior week, you know, last last week of the se- of the season, you know, we're going to try to make it a fun fun thing for the seniors. And Coach Monroe had challenged our quarterback, our senior quarterback, uh, to a competition to see who can throw the most touchdown passes from what five yard. Because line? it's been a competition. Yeah, it's just all, kind of a, all four years between them because they will both throw balls during pass scale. Right, and so it's always been kind of a thing between them. And Coach Monroe was like, I think I can always outdo you, and now's my time to show that I can. I really can. Because it was his last practice. Right. So what they did was they took took turns. The, the Our starting quarterback and, and Coach Monroe took turns throwing to the seniors, throwing a, throwing a pass. Well, after all the seniors had gone, it was tied. So Coach yeah. Monroe had this great idea. Hey, we're going to put Coach Clint, we're going to put Coach Browning out there, and we're going to let them go one-on-one. You An know. offensive line coach and a defensive You're line right. coach in two skill positions. And I got to go first, and I ran a route, caught the ball, and as soon as I caught it, Jim, being the all-county linebacker that he was, like flat-out tackled me. And when he did, like he, he grabbed me from the top and literally slid down, and my shorts came off, my shoes came off, and I was standing there in my gray underwear with the ball in my hand. And then shirtless, shirtless. Yeah, I was already shirtless. I want to ask why. Why didn't you have a shirt on? Because, <laughs> because I'm a man. So you just you you run around shirtless a lot around here. Like you did a podcast shirtless. Yeah. You were in practice up there shirt. That was funny. Well, I, I love, love that. The other that day, the other day was a blackout game. Were you here? You weren't here. No. Before. Where were? Oh, we were at the Super Seven. Okay. Yeah. There's a blackout game here for basketball. Well, I showed up for Mays' basketball game. I didn't have a black shirt, so I went out to Dollar General and I bought one. And I showed up and I said, "Did I miss the memo? Is this why are y'all wearing black?" And I go, "It's a blackout." So, well, I'm glad I came prepared. I took my shirt off and put a black shirt on right there in front of everybody. <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 no secret that oh, good. I mean, I know yeah, I have the model dad bod. So. That's Clint in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah did you see my comment I put on Facebook about did it look like communists <laughs> learning to play American football? You too. Yeah, well, I thought that was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like, but then we we switched positions, and Coach Browning had his chance to go, and uh, somebody who was shirtless played really good defense. And he didn't make his didn't make his catch. So anyway, he didn't catch the ball. Yeah. What so, about you? You talking about okay, coaching wine? Yeah. Well, we used to do the gym too. We'd yeah. redo the gym. The coaches would, and uh, that'd take you to another level. Yeah. If you've never done that before, especially being in the gym for about an hour doing it, and then going outside in fresh air. It's crazy, man. That'll take you to another yeah. level. <laughs> I, want, I want to go back in and do it again. <laughs> but okay, I don't, I'm not going. Cheese. I guess you call this me. Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, okay. Pl- I guess it's playoff moments. Yeah. About being in the playoffs, I, I played on the the modern playoffs. Okay, I played on the first team here that went to the playoffs ever in the history of the school, and then uh, that was when I was a sophomore, and then we went again when I was a senior. And then I was a coach on the team that went to the semifinals and a coach on the only undefeated team we ever had in school history. So I guess those are the moments that right. I would think of, right. playoff moments. You've got a pretty wins. impressive resume. But uh, but I was just a coach on that. I had a little bit to do with it. Not, uh, I wasn't a real good coach, but I was there, though. <laughs> you sell yourself short. <laughs> yeah. Coach. All right. Well, two things i got to start out with. Cause Here we go. He said 84 a while ago, and I remember this is how – you just remember 84 and 85 and the classes and, 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 and you know, football yeah. and all. Yeah. So, so 84 saying was 
that they put on all the floats and everything, and their motto was, we're the Rebs, say no more, we're the class of 84. And then 85, which was ours, which my graduating class, we're the greatest Rebs, we're the greatest Rebs alive, we're the class of 85. But anyway, so I throw that in there just to start So y'all were the Rebels, that was your mascot. Yeah, we were the Rebels. Yeah, Emma Sansom, absolutely. Rebels, yeah. yeah, absolutely, 100%, we were the Rebels. Well, at least y'all, and, at least you signed it and say deform, reform. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> oh deform reform. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, that was actually that sign was a buddy of mine. Well, no, a buddy reform. of mine that played at Reform High School. Yeah, and you said deform, their opposition. Reform. Yeah, their no, their opposition put up a sign. Deform, deform, That's reform. Good. Yeah, that made him mad. I like this. Yeah, I like, was you at Reform? <laughs> no, he my buddy was. Oh, okay. The <laughs> sign said deform okay. reform. <laughs> that <laughs> made him mad. The way he the just funny. snuck that in there yeah, was yeah, great because he caught you off guard and he didn't laugh about it at all. He's True story. Oh, yeah. Azo. All right. So, greatest story. I mean, heck, I, I mean, I guess, I guess the, the there's a no-brainer story for me and y'all. I mean, <laughs> okay. there's one. There's. Are we forgetting something? Yeah, y'all are forgetting oh. something because there was one night that something amazing happened, and that would have been the night that we discovered. 36 billion. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's hey, true. That's there's true. No yeah. doubt about it. So we're down 13 to nothing at the half. At, at the half, yeah. and the keys have been handed over, yeah. so to speak. So, and, so and, can, can I set this up and let you finish it? Yeah. Okay. So, absolutely. basically, we. So, this is Coach Monroe's first game as the head coach of for, for us. Yes, yeah. and and we come out in brand new orange uniforms and surprised everybody. One of them sitting on the table as we're talking about this, and so we come out. We're playing Oak Grove. Yes, he's calling plays the whole first half, and it's like you said, it's thirteen to zero at halftime. And I'm with you. I'm 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 just a signal caller at that point. I'm not helping you with O line. That's right. But I'm just the signal caller, and yes. you were you were like the de facto offensive coordinator, but but Monroe was calling the plays. You weren't calling plays, and so we go in. We go in, and I remember we sat out in front of the field house. The kids went in the locker room. We were sitting out front, and Shay looks at you and says, "One of the first things that he says, if I remember correctly, he says, you're calling plays the second half.'" And he's looking at you and pointing to you, and and you, you look at me. I'll never forget this. You look at me, and just like you do, you looked at me and you just went. Okay, and then you kind of look back at him, and okay, like you were, like you were. I already, I was prepared. You, I was prepared you were, it. you weren't surprised. You're were like, okay, I expected this to happen. Let's yes. go do it. Because he had shared that with me earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah. And then we go and we make these adjustments at halftime, and then we go out and you call a certain play. Go ahead. Well, all right. So belly thirty six G Bob. Belly thirty six G Bob, and it was a play that I had noticed in the first half out off tackle that they didn't have anybody there. And we started running it, and it was about the whole third quarter, and they wasn't stopping it. They didn't adjust to it to the fourth quarter. Well, when they adjusted to stop it, then we run some slants and some some uh, flat routes to the wing back and threw off of it, and then we had them. So we ended up beating them 14 to 13. But that particular play is really what set everything in motion for well, us, how, the second. How, how many times did you call it? Oh, I, that there's. I mean, I called it to the left, to the right, several times until they could. If I remember correctly, on the short side, let's flip it. Let's go thirty-seven. If, if, if I remember <laughs> yeah. correctly, because I had to signal the thing in, 
there were a lot of plays I was I was giving the old bass call. Yeah, you know, the, the go go go, yeah. do it again. And I, I think we ran that play in the second half probably fifteen times. Probably, probably. I, I think so. we ran it fifteen or sixteen times. Yes, and it it became immortalized in local lore to the point where your face got put on the back of T-shirts with the name of the play and was sold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got one of those shirts. I've got, I've got, those I've shirts. got, I've got one of those shirts. And it's we all about the players, as y'all well know, and Luke, Luke Harris was – he was the he guy. He ran it, baby. He was the guy yeah, and, he ran and, you know, and made that team so well and so good. And then, well, then we had the throwback. We were, able, we were able to bring it back this year a little bit. Not the same formation, but we it was basically the same play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So And adjustments are so important. One hundred. I got a lot of respect for people that can do that because I'm not that guy. I'm not that ex no guy that made a good adjustment. I no, like somebody I tells me the coach. adjustment, yeah. I'll, I help get yeah. the adjustment there. Yeah, I was a good position coach, but as far as like halftime adjustments and stuff, I got a lot of respect for people that can get in there and do that in a hurry, real fast, and like win one ball game and make it. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you look that's, at, that's rare. That's important. That's one of the most important things you can do. You look at Piedmont. Adjust. Like look at what Piedmont did. You know. Coming back this most recent, they were down twenty nine to six in the first half of their state championship game. They come back and beat their and beat uh, who were they playing? Montgomery Academy. Montgomery. They come back and beat yeah, Montgomery yeah. Academy thirty five to thirty three. Yeah, make those adjustments on the fly, sideline yeah. adjustments. And not only on that, board. the only points that Montgomery Academy scored in the second half were the two safeties they gave up because that, they weren't going to get their kicks blocked again. Yeah, the only points they scored in the second half they weren't they didn't even score. Piedmont scored in for them right. with, with the two safeties they got. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's back, smart back, though because not a lot of people are willing to do that. To like sacrifice points, right? To like protect yeah. the punt. Back, back to the players, you know, Jack Hayes. Uh, Piedmont's the hefty lefty. Yeah, the the he he's the not difference the hefty lefty, maker. But, mm. You want to say, you know what I'm saying? All his experience oh, yeah. leading up to that, you could kind of just see that you know They were never his, out of that game. Yeah, all his teammates believed in him. Right. And you could see as he took that game back over in the second half, it was a rallying cry mm-hmm. where all the rest of them went with him. Yep. And then Montgomery Academy couldn't stop it. They, there was nothing they could do. Yeah. They, they were do. they were they were on their heels. My my favorite memory has got to be, you know, that it, it, it's got to be that game last year, Weaver game last year at Weaver. Where when you got mad? No, okay. no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I read my mind completely. I, I, I got incredibly angry at a player that I'm not going to talk about. We're, we're going to ignore that. But that was the that was the game that sealed the deal for us as a team to have a non losing record. The first time in 15, six fifteen years. years that a team in Asheville had a, didn't have a losing record. And for me to take that in and to realize that I had a small part in that was, you know, and I got to share it with you and with Shea and with Clint to it to an extent as well. And uh, you know, it was, it was, and those guys, that senior class, you know, that was a really, really big deal. So that was, that was fun for, for, for me. And another one, you know, too, going back to these orange jerseys, I had a guy, you know, they've got the roster from that 1964 team on the sleeve and a, and a guy that was on that roster, whose name's on that Jersey on right there. He came up to me and, uh, Actually, he didn't tell me. A, a lady who had one, we gave him to a store. We gave it to Greasy Cove. And he walked in, and he asked her what it was, and she was explaining to him what it was. And that's when he kind of realized, and he looked and checked, and he saw his name on it, and he started crying, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, that's football. That's football. You know, that's that's that lifelong 
those lifelong memories, that lifelong commitment, it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, same same thing with what we're doing as coaches. So that that for me is is it. But recommendations, we've got to recommend something. And I'm going to let you go first, Clint. Uh, Carrie and I are watching a show that's coming on Showtime right now. It's called Yellow Jackets. Okay. Um, it right. follows a girls' soccer team from, like, the 80s. They had a plane crash. It's not real. <laughs> not real. Uh, they had a plane crash, <clears throat> and it's kind of a and, – and, and not to use lost terms here, but flashback, flash forward. Yeah. Kind of what's going on in the present, what happened in the past. So they had a plane crash, and there's some stuff – Apparently, they probably had to eat some non-survivors to survive and things like that. But um, anyway, some people are kind of figuring out that past that nobody knows. So it's been a it's been a pretty good little watch. Uh, there were about three or four episodes in, uh, and then Mays and I are watching uh, the Hawkeye on Disney Plus. It's been it's been okay. It's not been great, but it's been okay. Murphy. Well, I was gonna give a a movie, but I want to change it to a book called Marines in the Garden of Eden, since uh. Hawk was in the Marines. Nice. You uh, you ever heard of that book? You were talking about being in Israel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this book was about the Marines fighting in Iraq. And they thought that they were going through the area that was the Garden of Eden. Actually. Hmm. Wow. And so it's a book that about book. that tells their story? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. Do you know who wrote it? Mm. That'd be a good I'd read. I'd look it up. Yeah. Do you have anything oh. you'd like to recommend? Oh, the the... The movie on um, Netflix about the old lineman from Arkansas. Yeah, my oh, great, uh, greatness. Higher. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, greatness. No, uh, greatness. Yeah. Uh, the uh, walk on. Oh, what's yes. glasses? What's his name? Great movie. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? That is a good one. That's one I was gonna say Brock Bosworth. It's something like that though. He went in the first round of Brandon, Colts, right? Sure did. Burlesworth. Burlesworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a walk on it at the University of Arkansas for their football yes. team, and then made it. You know, became was he an All American? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then made it to the NFL. Yeah. And, and first round pick in the NFL before he ever played his first game, he got killed in a car wreck. Yeah. Um, recently, the first player. Since his name, so they made an award named after mm-hmm. him for a walk on. The first player from his alma mater, Arkansas, won that award this year, and I, his name escapes me. It's the first time a Arkansas player has won that award since they've named it for after him. after him. I, I Yellowstone, nice, yeah, Yellowstone. You know, do you watch Yellowstone? Yes. Do you watch Yellowstone? We watch it all. Yeah, and I wish I hadn't watched it. <laughs> it's just too bad. They're well, terrible family. Oh, killing a, people, throwing no people doubt. off mountains. But it's a but great, I can't stop watching. It's great. It's great drama. It's great drama. I mean, it's Taylor so Sheridan. unbelievable, though. It is, but it's it's good entertainment. It's a modern like day it. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. My modern day soap opera. My, my favorite part so far is that snobby guy with the llamas, where he yep. he put all the uh, the cattle grates up, and he yeah. lifted the cattle grate and threw that guy in there and shut it and just walked away. Like I don't know, he might still be in there. I don't yeah. know. I know the last time we saw that old the old man that was complaining about the cattle grates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop there and heard him and like and that's, yeah, that's where it left that's, off. That at. was pretty good. I saw yeah. that part. Cattle grates. I didn't know that till a few years ago that they oh, really they wouldn't walk over there. No, God, I stopped no. and told a guy, "Hey, your gate's open <laughs> down here." <laughs> he, of course, he looked at me like a cow staring in the new gate. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they wouldn't walk. You know, you knew that. I didn't know they wouldn't yeah, walk. Yeah, we grate. just I just had to help put up a new fence yeah. at um at Kevin and Mache's and we had. to Put in a note, yeah. So yeah, but if there's a stampede, would they are they just gonna stop? They'll stop. They'll okay. stop. It's I'd a like it's a death perception kind of thing. Yeah, and like then the, if their foot falls the, through, yeah, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. With the holes in it, yeah, yeah the slats, not, yeah. yeah, they're not going over that. Uh uh-uh. uh yeah, uh uh-uh. uh. 
the more you know. I mean, even if you try to walk through it, you, you're kind of gingerly walking yeah. across it because you're like, man, I don't want to slip into this thing because the bars are round. Exactly. That's right. so and you could slip You in, could slip into, into it and yeah. break an ankle really easily. Yeah. I mean, they're dangerous, but they work. And, I mean, from a from a vehicle standpoint, you just kind of drive across it. Yeah, now I think about it, you don't see a whole lot of stampedes around here. Anyway. No, not around here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cows around here, but you don't see many stampedes. <laughs> well, gentlemen, that, I think that's going to do it for us. The season finale, season four finale of Talker Go Home. We're going to come back next after the new year with season five. It's going to be myself, Clint Thompson, and David Murphy. So stay tuned for Full that. time? Full time? Yeah. All yeah, right. He, he said he didn't want to do it, but um, I'm making it public now, so now he's got to do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever. Okay. All right. Coach, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, Paul. My pleasure. You're going to you do know, it again. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah, I'll okay. do it again. See, we've got to get My you and pleasure. Tom on, and we've got to get y'all to tell those stories of y'all and JSU back in the day. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A lot saying? of good ones there. A lot yeah, of good ones. Yeah, yeah. The university that never slept. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Tom, absolutely. Tom Lamb, my twin. Tom, <laughs> Tom Lamb looks just like you. Yeah. We're just alike. Yeah, what? They're no, there is one here that he does look like, but it's not you. Who is it? There's not but one. Hello. I mean, there's my not last one name. coach that my Tom last Lamb name. looks like. Every my last oh, name. oh, that Tom looks like. Yes. Yeah, it's not you. It's yeah. it's Tom. Yeah. That's why I'm Coach Clint. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, folks, I guess that's it. That's, got, that's it for Talker Go Home. Don't forget to like, uh, Rate, and follow us, subscribe. And, uh, and subscribe. You know, we're on Facebook and at uh, TOGH Podcast. We're on Twitter at Talk or Go. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to subscribe to us. We're on all the platforms, you know, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Lab, all the Radio Lab, I don't know, Public Radio, whatever it is. I don't know. We're is out it, there. Is it Public Radio? We're out there on most things. Yeah. So go ahead and, and holler back at us. We're going to come back for Season 5 with some with some new stuff. We're not ready to announce it yet, but we're going to come back at se- with Season 5 with some new stuff. It's going to be fun. We've, we've, Potential. Yeah, we've, we've worked it out with some, some of – the platforms that are evolving some of their features and, yeah. and we've gotten in on something and, and we're excited to test it out. So, But it's under construction, so don't it, talk about it. It is under construction. I didn't, I didn't know the 64 team was on this jersey. I didn't. Yes. I had no idea. Really? Uncle Ross Jones, there he is right there. Yeah. Shout oh. out, Ross. <laughs> will, will Ross Jones listen to this podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, see him at church here in just a minute, though. Okay. I'll tell him. Well, guys, thank y'all for coming on. We appreciate it, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all after the new year for season five. Don't forget, you can talk or go home. I wonder, sure. Why didn't I know this? I didn't ever know this.